You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Romans chapter number 16. For those of you who are feeling a little bit cold today, just come on the platform. It's 116 degrees up here, and you will feel nice. And no, don't do that. I'm just kidding. Enjoy the nice, cool weather. I was trying, you know, this entire service, I've been really just trying to think on one thing, and that is what kind of pie are you going to eat? So, how about cherry pie? Is someone, is it like cherries what we're waiting on? Because Maybe some of you just don't like pie. I don't know. Or you just don't want to raise your hand. I get it. Okay. It's just a curiosity thing. Do we have strawberry pie out there? Is there strawberry pie? There's strawberry pie. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Romans chapter 16. I will not speak long tonight. I want to preach a message. In ti- I couldn't think of a good title, so I, I came up with this. Don't I recognize you from somewhere? That's the title of the message. Don't I recognize you from somewhere? I feel like I'm always saying this to people. I feel like, you know, people will come to our church and they'll walk in. I'm like, we've met before, haven't we? They're like, no, it's my first time here. First time at our church? No, first time in California, you know, or whatever. And, uh, but I just, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm usually pretty good with faces and knowing, you know, if, I, if I've met someone before or seen someone before. And, uh, and so I, I feel like I do that quite often. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's easy to feel like, we recognize people without recognizing people. And so I want to explain what I mean by that a little bit tonight and just speak a, a brief message out of, out of this text. And we're going to go to one other passage, and that's it. I have two thoughts for you this evening, okay? Romans chapter number 16. Every year I, I'm trying to preach Thanksgiving in a different way, and it's, it's kind of hard, uh, you know, but God gave me a thought that really convicted me, and I think it'd be a help to us. If you look up the word thanks in the Bible... Uh, it, you'll see most of it, almost every time, it, from what I saw, except for this time, is it used in giving thanks to God. And uh, I think that shows us where the majority, uh, where, where our praise needs to go, needs to go to God. We don't need the praise. God, needs, God deserves the praise. But uh, when we look here, if you, if you look in a, a, a dictionary, a thesaurus, I should say, you'll see there are several synonyms for the word thanks. And one of the synonyms for the word thanks is the word recognition, recognition. And so I want to talk about that this evening. And here's Paul closing out this in super important book of the Bible. I mean, he just, he lays the best case out for salvation, the book of Romans that's ever been, ever been given here, the, the doctrine of salvation or soteriology. And uh, it, it's, it's wonderful. But look how he ends the letter. Romans 16, verse 1. He ends it by giving recognition to people. I commend, or we would say recommend, unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centria. So he's saying, hey, Phoebe is our sister in Christ, and Phoebe is a servant of God and the church, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you, for she hath been a succorer of many, and, a, and of myself also, a, a helper of many people, and myself also. He's saying, look, he's bragging on her. He's, he's telling these Roman Christians that he's writing to, hey, receive her. 
And in he's recognizing to them what she has done for other people, what she has done for the church that he's mentioning, and what she has done for Paul himself, let alone for Christ. But he's saying, I want you to welcome Phoebe because, man, I want you to see what she has done for us. Look at verse number three. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. So here's, here's his helpers, people that helped him, and now he's recognizing more people for what they've done. In verse four here, a text verse, who have for my life laid down their own necks. What's that mean? That means they risked their lives to help Paul. So they risked their lives to help Paul, and he says this, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. So here he is saying, I want to thank publicly in this letter, I want to thank Priscilla and Aquila for risking their life to help me, but by helping me, they have helped every church that I have helped to start. And when I get to go around and help these churches, man, I get to do it because of people like Priscilla and Aquila and Phoebe. And he goes on to talk about more and more people. What's he doing here? He's giving praise. He's giving thanks publicly. He's recognizing what people have done for the Lord and what people have done for him. So tonight I want to just mention two types of people. Let's pray together and we'll just dive in here. Father, bless these next 10 minutes of the message, whatever it is, Lord, as, as uh, we try to get a thought here that I hope will be a blessing to us. May on one side we be a little convicted, but on the other side be comforted. And so help us tonight with that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to tell you two types of people that we're going to see tonight. First of all, there are those who should be recognized by you. There are those who should be recognized by you. We don't have a fill-in-the-blank sheet tonight, and if you're watching online, if you're here, just so you know that, uh, you didn't miss anything. There are those who should be recognized by you. And I don't mean like, haven't we met before? You know, don't I recognize you from somewhere? Not that type of recognition. Part of being a thankful person is recognizing what other people have done for you. Part of being a thankful person is recognizing what other people have done for you. Someone left a gift outside my office door this Sunday. I don't know who it was. If you're listening, thank you very much. It was very, very much appreciated. If you're watching online or, or whatever. But, but uh, I can't recognize those people. And I didn't do it. they didn't do it for that reason. But, uh, you know, part of being thankful is to recognize what other people have done for you. Can I ask you tonight, who serves you? Who cut the pies tonight that you're going to enjoy? Who put them on dishes? Who set up the tables this afternoon? Who, who, is, who is doing these things for you? Who serves with you in ministry? Who helps you? Who encourages you that when you get around them, boy, they encourage you. Brother Tyrone over here, every time I get around Brother Tyrone, I'm encouraged. I just want to take him with me everywhere I go. And there are many of you like that, 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 that there is a help there that you encourage people. Who, who teaches your kids so that you can enjoy church? Have we, have we recognized them? Who watches your little ones in the nursery and changes those diapers so you don't have to? Aren't you glad you don't have to? How many men tonight are glad you don't have nursery duty? All right? Really? Because we will put you on nursery duty if you don't raise your hand right now. No, we're not going to do that. I'm just kidding. But who works behind the scenes to, to seat people and keep the church service, uh, church service moving? Our ushers do. Who patrols our church property trying to keep us safe in here? 
Our security team does that. Who prepares and sings songs to lift your heart toward God? Our special uh, singers, uh, 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 Ms. Ms. Cargill and, and Mrs. Weldon and, and Brother Jones who leads and, and Brother Delgado and Brother Josh and others. Who, uh, who spends hours in preparation for a Sunday school lesson for you that you hit and miss go to? But they, they, they are spending their life helping you. And what I'm saying tonight is do you recognize that? And if you're going to recognize it, you might as well vocally recognize it and stop. And this is a great time of year to do this, is to go up to your Sunday school teacher on Sunday and walk up and say, hey, I'm not just doing this because pastor said so, but I want you to know I appreciate every lesson you prepare. I appreciate that you pray for me. I appreciate that you invest in this class. It's, it's part of thankfulness of recognizing what other people do for you. Who prays for you? Who prays for you? And, and uh, you know, when I was at college, our, our college president, Brother Trevor, would always tell us when we go through the lunch line, or it would it, it, it tell us in, in, in chapel or, or in class sometimes, he'd say, make sure you thank every, every person working in the dining hall. Make sure when you go through, you thank every person. You thank every person. What's he, and it stuck with me. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get us to recognize what people are doing for us. Sometimes we can be so guilty of overlooking people that are doing things for us. Waiters that serve us at restaurants. Oh, they're doing it to get paid. Yeah, but aren't they worth a little bit of recognition? I don't think Christians ought to be bad tippers, by the way. They ought to be better tippers than anybody. But, but sometimes people can be serving us and doing things for us, and we don't even vocalize a thank you because we're not recognizing that other people are serving us. So there are people around you that may need you to recognize what they do. Now, there's two parts of recognition. There's the part where you have to stop and think. There's the part where you have to, in your brain, mentally think of the people that are doing stuff for you. But then the other part of recognition is the public part of recognition where you give thanks to those people. You give thanks to them. Maybe it's a text message. No one's going to be mailing a letter nowadays. It's 2022. But you can send a text if you don't have their, their number, you can get our directory and you can send it that way or maybe find their email address or something. But to give thanks where it is due. Other synonyms for the word thanks include acknowledgement. It includes credit. Giving credit where credit is due. You ever have somebody take their credit for something you did? That doesn't feel good. But thanks, it means credit. It means to give praise and also to give grace. So I want to ask you tonight, just the first thing is, who needs you to recognize them? Who needs you? And not to, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, throwing a grand parade for them and, and, and you know, the balloons. And I'm not talking about me either. But I'm talking about people in your life that maybe they need you to notice what they do because no one else has. Everyone else overlooks them, but not you. And you're going to thank them. Who needs that in your life? Who deserves it? Well, man, I got a pastor. I got to go spend Thanksgiving with so-and-so this year. I'm getting in a car um, at 9 o'clock tonight and traveling 400 miles to Napa with my family. We're going to go spend Thanksgiving up there with, our, with my in-laws. We'll probably get there at 3 or 3.30. Pray for us, please, okay? Last year we had a traffic jam in L.A., hour and a half wait because there was an accident. I was going nuts, felt like I lost my salvation twice, and, uh, but uh, so you pray for us. I'm thankful that I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with people that I enjoy being around, 
except for my kids. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I love my kids. And we're going to have a great time. But maybe for you, it's, oh, I got to go spend Thanksgiving with so-and-so. Well, maybe you need to stop and recognize what they have done to even prepare for you to visit. How have they prepared? What have they done for you? Maybe we could, instead of being having a bad attitude, maybe we could have some Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving. So there's two, and I could tell you didn't like this point, so let me go on to the next one. But there, there are those who should be recognized by you. Recognize people this season. Take your Bible, go to Esther, Esther chapter 2, please. Old Testament, before the book of Psalms, if you go backwards, the middle of your Bible is Psalms. Go backwards, you'll hit Job. And before that, you'll hit Esther. Esther chapter number 2, one of my favorite books in all the Bible, probably my favorite book in the Bible, is Esther. It is just an incredible book. I preached through it a couple years ago on Sunday nights, one message for each chapter. But uh, you can't exhaust it. It's, it's such an amazing book. But I, I want to tell you about another type of people tonight. Esther chapter number 2, look if you would please at, number, at verse number 21. Esther 2, 21. In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, Mordecai is the uncle of Esther. Esther is, of course, of the book of Esther, who had become uh, the, the wife of the king of, of Persia there, and he was a super powerful king, and he's the uncle. In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Big Van and Turesh, of those which kept the door were wrought. They were angry and sought to lay hands on the king Ahasuerus. That was his name. And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther, the queen. And Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. In other words, he, she told the king what Mordecai had said. And when, the inquis, and when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore, they were both hanged on a tree. And it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. So the king had a book where they would keep track of everything that happened in the kingdom. You know, that was their, their history books there. But what had happened in this passage was uh, uh, Mordecai overheard a plot against the king. He overheard that uh, someone's going to kill the most, uh, trying to kill the most powerful man in, in, in the kingdom, in, the, in, the, in the, probably the known world at that time. And so he goes to his niece, who's Esther, the wife of Mordecai, uh, the wife of the king, and says, hey, I found out this, I heard these guys talking, they're planning something against the king. So Esther goes to the king, and Esther says, hey, my, uh, my uncle Mordecai said he overheard this, they, they do some inquiries, they find out, man, it was right, and the guys that did it, uh, the guys that plotted it were killed. Now let's look at verse 24 where it talks about how the king honored Mordecai for saving his life. Do you see verse 24 there? Let's read it together. Do you have a verse 24 in your Bible? I don't have a verse 24. If you have a verse 24, what Bible do you have? Oh, that's Tom Sawyer. That's not a Bible. No, I'm kidding. But uh, when you see that there, you don't see that the king said anything to Mordecai. It wasn't like, man, I almost lost my life. Hey, thanks, Mordecai. And by the way, since I'm the most powerful man in the world, man, I'm going to give you some gold. Didn't do anything. There was no recognition. There was nothing at this point mentioned about what Mordecai had done. Now, I don't think Mordecai did it so that he could, you know, he, he didn't do it so that the king would be like, I am greatly in your debt, Mordecai. That's not why he did it. But not even a thank you is recorded. No recognition. Nothing here. No honor given. Nothing done for this guy who saved the king's life. 
I guarantee you if someone saved the president's life single-handedly today, there would be public recognition. But nothing happens right now. So what's the other type of people? See, there's, there's those who should be recognized by you, and then there are those who should be recognized but aren't. There are those who should be recognized but are not. They have done things. And see, you, you may feel like, Pastor, I'm not in category one because I'm really trying very hard to be thankful. I'm trying so hard to, to honor people and, and, and to vocalize my thanksgiving, and I'm trying hard to notice everyone that does anything for me. I'm always trying to say thank you. I'm always quick to get a thank you text or a thank you note out. I'm really doing my best with that. But you, that may be true, but maybe you're in category number two. Maybe you're in the category where you've been laboring and serving and working and you've been uh, trying to be a blessing to your family. You've been trying to be a testimony to your family. You've been laboring for them and praying for them. And, or maybe it's even in the church. But sometimes we can feel like, boy, I've just, you know, I've been doing all this, but there's no recognition. Now, I don't think anybody here does things like that for recognition, but, but sometimes it can get to you when you, and you can say things like, I don't even get a thank you. I don't, I don't even get like a, a head nod. I don't get anything. No, no thank you whatsoever. You know, with our kids, sometimes, you know, they'll do something, and we're always like, what do, you, what do you say? You can't really do that to adults. You know, I do something for Brother Jeff, and I'm like, what do you say, Brother Jeff? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. No, you say it like you mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Pastor. No, we don't do that to adults. But sometimes we can get that feeling, hey, we're, you know, I, I don't want pomp and circumstance. I don't want a parade thrown in my name. I don't need balloons to drop from the ceiling, but a nice thank you would be good. Sometimes we can feel that way. So there's two types of people tonight that we're looking at. We're looking at people that you should recognize and, and you, you should look for. But what happens when there are people that who, should, who should be recognized but aren't getting the recognition that they may deserve? Look in your Bibles, one last place. Go to Esther chapter 6. Esther chapter 6. A couple chapters over. Read a few verses. I'll make a statement or two and we're done. Esther chapter 6. We're going to read verses 1 through 10. So follow along with me if you would. On that night, it was just a random night, could not the king sleep? And there was a lot that had gone on. I shouldn't say it was a random night. There was a lot going on at this part of the story. But on that night, could not the king sleep? And he commanded to bring the book of records of the Chronicles, for they were read before the king. So he's like, I, I can't sleep. Bring me the most boring book you can find, a history book. You know, that's kind of what he's saying here. And it was found written. So he's, now he's listening to this book being read. It was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthana and Tiresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the king said, what honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this? He says, wait a minute, why don't I remember this? What did we do for Mordecai when he saved my life? Then said the king's servants that ministered to him, there is nothing done for him. No parade, no balloons, no thank you. And the king said, who's in the court? Now Haman was coming to the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king. Haman's the bad guy and to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. So Haman's a bad guy. He had prepared a place, like a noose, to hang Mordecai. And he's coming to ask the king, can I kill him? By the way, read this story later on and think of Mordecai as a type of Christ. 
that wicked Haman as the devil. It's, it's beautiful. Verse 5. And the king's servant said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. And Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, Well, to whom would the king delight to do honor more than to myself? If the king's asking me who he should honor, well, he's got to be talking about me, because who else could he want to honor, because I'm so amazing. And so Haman answers the king in the way that he would want to be honored. And Haman answered the king, for the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. And let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with all whom the king delighteth to honor, and bring him on horseback, here's the parade, through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Man, that's a great idea, Haman. Haman's got to be thinking, This is going to be awesome. I'm about to get the crown. I'm about to get the robes. I'm about to get the horse. And the, and the recognition that I desire and deserve so much. The king says to Haman, verse 10, Make haste and take the apparel and the horse, as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. There has never been a bigger bubble popped than Haman's bubble at that moment. Never in history. Mordecai did not get recognized at first. You see, it wasn't, and listen carefully to these next few statements that I'm done, it wasn't the right time according to God's plan for Mordecai to get honored and recognized because God was going to do that later for his purpose. But his efforts would get recognized in God's time. You may feel like you're the only one in your family serving God, doing right. You may feel like you're putting more effort into your, to your kids or to your spouse or than they are. Whatever it may be, you may feel like you're the only one at work that has any type of Christian testimony. And you may be tempted to say, hey, I'm serving God and, and there's no horse for me. There's no robes for me. Why is my life so hard? I'm a Christian. But let me just say to you tonight that down here on earth, this is not the right time according to God's plan for you to get recognized. This time on earth is not the right time for you to get recognized. There will be a time. And one day, if you are faithful, there will be a crown put on your head. There will be. And it will be there, and it will be given to you, not by some lowly king like Ahasuerus, but it will be given to you by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But can I just say, even in that day, when God gives you a crown for what you have done for him, you're not going to want it. You're going to take it off and you say, here's my crown because you wore the crown of thorns for me. That's what you're going to do. So tonight, if you feel like, man, no one's recognizing what I've done, and no one is, no one is you know, and, and, and we can have those pity parties. I get it. Let me just say, look, your recognition, it may be unknown on earth, but in heaven it's proclaimed. And when you get to heaven, all will be made right. Doesn't the, 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 the God of the whole earth, the judge of the whole earth, won't he do right? But Abraham said, will not the God of the whole earth do right? God is keeping fair books. Be faithful. Be faithful 
you'll get the recognition one day in heaven, the, the reward. But then also, are you recognizing what other people are doing for you? As you go into Thanksgiving, let's just take some time to recognize what people have done. And then let's be okay. Let's be okay if we don't get the recognition that we may rightly deserve. Let's make sure that we're still okay because we're not doing it for the praise. If you're doing it for that, you do it for the wrong reason. We're doing it for the King of Kings. Father, I thank you for today. I pray that you'd bless our people. I pray that you would give everyone here a wonderful Thanksgiving. I pray, God, that, that everyone here that came